Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 552nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and here today I'm joined by two wonderful, wonderful who live on opposite sides of the... Uh, we've got the fluffiest whimsicott. Hi, it's very hot over here. How about over there? Uh, and we've got... Uh, We've got Mark. Oh, hi. Yeah, oh, hi. Oh, hi, Ma. Uh, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And this is a show where we talk everything Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. And we're just here to have a good time today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a good, pleasant time. It is, it's, it's, it's been hot here, Wims, but it's, uh, it's cooled off for today. I'm very glad. It's about it's, get sweltering over here, and I can't wait. It's very <laughs> muggy though today. Like I went on my run before we recorded, and like it was like running through pea soup. Yeah, oh, but thrilling. I wanted, I wanted to go for a run before the show instead of after the show because it's like hotter, and I knew it was humid. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But like it got so humid the other day that there was actually like you could see the fog like over the grass and everything. Like Ooh. at you know five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it was that bad. And it, it was just not pleasant. Uh, that was, I think, I Wednesday. Bet. It was Wednesday because I was coming home from League. That's why. Because I went to Pokemon mm. League this week for the first time in forever. Oh, really? And, oh. How and was I, that? Uh, it was interesting for like a number of reasons. Um, one, because hmm. apparently the League I went to when I went to Columbus was not the standard way that they're run at all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I found this out because I um, we have a summer student at uh, at uh, where I work. And he, he was he's just here visiting from Texas for a few mm-hmm. weeks and he's just like well i wanted to go to pokemon league so i've been going to the pokemon league that's local here and he found out i was going to naic i told him yeah well if i like it you know we can go do it so like i'm obviously um way too in i'm in too deep right now mm-hmm. into the pokemon <laughs> tcg and mm-hmm. uh so i was like fine yeah let's go and so i went with him and so we go and it's just like five dollars you join into like a four-round tournament best of one mm. and i was just like oh this is weird yeah the one i went to we kind of just like got together and just like played pokemon and hung out yeah uh and he goes, every league that I've been to, and he's been to several, he's, has been structured like this. I was like, oh, maybe this huh. is the norm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's good. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know that this is good or not. But like, it's kind of what I was trying to do anyway, which is just get some more like real life experience. Um, mm. Because uh, every day I get closer and closer to being like, maybe I should try a world, you know, like maybe I could try mm-hmm. to do this. Right? Really? Yeah. You really want to go that way? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it. Like, I'm an adult now. I have vacation. That's true. I could do it. You do have that luxury. And I don't have a kid yet, so, like, I could totally... Exactly. Like, like just do he it. either does it now himself, or then he has his kid do it in a yeah. few years. So. Yeah, right. Those are the options, right? <laughs> <laughs> Live vicariously through your child. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to be like, I'll coach the kid, you know? And then I'll be the, da- I'll be the cool dad, because, like, I'm the mm-hmm. dad that wants to go play Pokemon with you all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Uh, it, yeah. No, I, I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm getting closer and closer to the idea of doing it. Um, I mean, I didn't do super well. When I was there, uh, I think it was mm. it was the four round tournament. I went like one, but I did win oh. one. Uh, I told because like they were just like, oh, you should come to this one K uh, event. One uh, K is like there's one 
thousand dollars worth of prizes mm. um total oh. um so like that's really know, cool they still split it up but it's called a 1k and i was just like uh let me like break even at like a very small league tournament before mm-hmm. <laughs> before we do it. and by break even i don't mean like monetarily i mean break even like let me go two two before mm-hmm. i think about okay. it right you know because like if i if i'm not winning consistently i don't want to do it right Mm-mm. so we'll we'll see how it goes i don't know i i've been thinking i've been playing a lot of different decks like uh seth and i have been talking a lot because we can theory craft together and so like one of the big things we we picked out after naic because flying pikachu v max one uh mm-hmm. because it's just like a hard counter to palkia which is really big right now mm-hmm. um we're, we're just talking we're just like oh well uh how do you how do you get around that what becomes the big deck because like flying pikachu v max is just like a, a gimmick counter deck right uh, to some mm-hmm. extent, that's true. I mean, it's it's okay other, and I'm just it's got good matchups against effects, and I'm just like, yeah. How do you get around that? And the answer that we came up with is like you just play Calyrex because it's not weak to the same energy and runs very mm-hmm. similarly to Palkia. We're just like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what you do. And then all of a sudden, we find like from one of the bigger online tournaments, somebody won with like a Palkia Ice Rider deck, and we're just hmm. like, that's it, that's it right there. That's the <laughs> list. We gotta work on this. <laughs> We gotta work on this deck list. So I've been I've been futzing around with that a little bit this week, just to see if I can make it work and figure out how to play it, mm. and just try to kind of get better at it. Oh, nice! But I, I've also played some VGC too, just to keep fresh. Though, that oh, yeah, meta's how's pretty that stale. going? That that meta is pretty yeah. stale. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, has anything changed? No, uh, not really. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people trying to run Gastrodon because Gastrodon won NAIC. But okay, I don't know. Like so. I watched all of the finals for NAIC because it's been such a long time since I've cared about tournaments Mm -hmm. and I decided to watch it and that was so like the TCG finals very climactic very exciting which is kind of weird to think about in like a game where you're just playing cards Uh Um, yeah but I mean yeah it has some rhythm yeah it was just it was very exciting because there was a lot of back and forth they were both playing really well Um, but then you got to like the VGC finals and I forget who got second, but he was just so scared of the Gastrodon being on the other side of the field mm. that he just never sent out Kyogre. He never brought Kyogre. And the other guy just oh. wiped the floor with him both games. Oh, really? Yeah. It was it was just, like, terrible to watch. <laughs> it was terrible uh, to watch. Yeah, so I, I was just like, okay, well, this meta's stale. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm really waiting for Scarlet and Bob, right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like we've been in this holding pattern for like a year now. We have. Uh, ever since they switched yes. over, it was it's like September, I think, they switched over to this current meta, which is kind of weird yeah. to think about, because Sword and Shield's mm. actually been really good, or it was doing really well before that, switching the meta every three months or so. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Right, they, yeah, and I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, but then they're just like, well, it's GS Cup time, bloop. Yeah. And then it's yep. just like, oh, so you played the bad one that nobody likes to play, cool. But they still do it every single time yeah i don't know like, why like they had such interesting metas either. like the my favorite one still is when they did the ban list mm-hmm. like they oh, yeah. did a ban list and that was exciting uh-huh that was exciting that was when i was playing the most yes it was the best one it was actually i think if you uh if you actually look at the statistics of the number of people playing mm-hmm. i think there was there was a bump three times after the initial spike mm-hmm. the first bump was when isle of armor came out the second mm-hmm. bump was when crown tundra came out Mm-hmm. And then the third bump happened when they banned Dynamax from the... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just like, guys, do you not see a pattern here? Like, one, you should yeah. just keep dumping in... You should just keep dumping in new Pokemon. Like, all the time. Mm-hmm. You should just keep dumping them in. I am very surprised that they didn't just keep dumping in Pokemon. Like, I I firmly believe... Well, it's probably because they had all the issues with home. 
but I firmly believe they should have updated all of the game, like all of Sword and Shield with all of the mm-hmm. Pokemon from BDSP. And then you know what they do? Instead of having a GS cap meta, you go, hey, you can only use Pokemon from Gen 1 through 4. And this is like really the first time we had VGC. So it's kind of a flashback. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been like so fun. And you know what? The meta but, wouldn't have know, been figured out because a lot of things got new moves. Eviolite didn't exist in, in that format. Oh, yeah. Right. No fairy types. No fairy types. Exactly. It would have been a completely different meta, but with the same old Pokemon. And so, like, you could definitely base, like, the skeleton of it off of it. But, but this uh, is just that would have been fun. Stop having good ideas. Yeah. That's I need dumb. to, I need to stop because, like, it makes you want them and then you never get them. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a little too late now. I mean, yeah, it's too late for this now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to keep complaining. I, I'll give you guys a couple minutes. I'm sorry. I took over oh. again. I don't know. You so, guys been up to anything? I know you were like out of the country. I was, but there was some Pokemon stuff that happened, um, which I was mm. interested. Yeah, please tell. So first of all, uh, they were running a crazy promotion. It was in Korea, for starters. And they were running a crazy promotion with, was it Dunkin' Donuts and yes. uh, Baskin Robbins? And so I had some some Pikachu ice cream while I was over there. And, which is was actually very delicious. Yeah, it was great. Uh, lemon ice cream with chocolate. Mm. Um, and then they had like pop rocks in there to give you some shock when you ate it. Um, <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, it was, it was really good. This is amazing. Also, okay, so I went to like, we went to like a kid's store and there was this big line of kids going up to these machines. And I'm like, what is this? And they were playing a Pokemon game I've never seen before. Oh, is it the uh, one with the discs? Uh, so I would, didn't get a good look at it, but it looked like it was, so they were, they were battling and there was all kinds, they had like doubles and some other stuff going on too. And it was during the attacks, there was a lot of button mashing. Yes. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I do need to look this up because I forget exactly what it's what, called. What, what is it? Cause I had Trata? no idea what it was. And I didn't want to like creep again? around while these kids were playing. Trata. The yes. one with the discs. Yes. The discs. Tr- Yes, Pokemon uh, Tretha. I'm not at all familiar with it. Uh, it's, it's like a, it's like an, it's like an Asia only thing. Okay. It's uh, so like you essentially like, so it's a gotcha kind of. Okay. But you get uh, you get like you put in some money and then you get out some pucks that like are little tiny oh. discs and each of those discs is a Pokemon. But you can use those for every time you play. You can put them in and those are your Pokemon that you brought with you to play. And so that's oh. how that works. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's a cute little game. They actually made like a like a very bare bones version of it for 3DS that didn't make it to the West, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it was it was definitely uh, very cute. Uh, it's a cute huh. idea, but like I'm also not a uh, big fan of what's it called? of gotcha gachas. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's understandable. Yeah, they like but, made uh, a whole adapter for the three for Pokemon Lab. That's what it's supposed to. Oh. Um, I will yeah. send it to you. Just like yeah, that's probably okay. Uh, the only other thing to note was, uh, I, we went, I went to the DMZ and I took over some gems there. So if you're friends with me on Pokemon Go, I will give you, uh, <laughs> give you guys some DMZ related, uh, gifts. Oh no. So I've already, I've already passed some out. So if you're friends with me, uh, I have one friend in particular who likes to save cool things. I That's send him. That's interesting. That's cool. Batman. He's, he's around. Uh, he, he saves oh, all the Gold fun Batman? things I send him. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, so Gold Batman, I know you're listening. Uh, you're you're gonna get some DMZ related stuff soon, dude. He'd love so, that. He would love. That. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm seeing this uh, this game you sent me now. Mm-hmm. Try to. Okay. Oh, 
Anyways, yeah, sorry. Uh, hopefully I didn't take up too much time there. How are, how are you doing, Wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. I'm, I'm still just playing random battles. I, I, I made it over the 1700 hill a couple Yay. more times. Mm. I'm still there. I'm almost to 1750, but you just, like, at this point, you just need a good matchup. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not guaranteed that. And Man, you're like you're probably just, you're probably like the one of the biggest experts. Like, no, absolutely not. I just no. You play. probably are though. You can get be in as much denial as you want, but you probably are. No, I don't like. I do it almost as a mindless thing. Okay, okay, but if I go to the, your account and I slash, yeah. I type slash rank your account name, uh, mm. I will probably see like three hundred random battles played or something. I don't know that that's true. I should check. I don't yeah. think it's 300. Literally just go into like, showdown and type slash rank. Maybe we don't, we don't over the, the course of like the 10 years I've had that showdown account, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'll, it'll stick it to just the Gen 8 showdown. Okay. It should. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I could check that for you if you want. Uh, not here. Well, I don't want to do it live, but we could do it. We could do it. <laughs> uh, we uh, can edit lots of, which, of things. This is a really good time to get out of here. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we don't have a ton of things, but <laughs> we've got uh, a lot of things. Everyone's favorite Tetris Attack clone, Pokemon Puzzle League, is going to be released on Nintendo Switch Online's Expansion Pass next Thursday. Oh. Uh, unless you're in Japan. Then you get Custom Robo, because Puzzle League N64 is just only a thing in the U.S. Oh. <laughs> uh, and actually, I think it came out in Japan. I have to double check that, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, it came out in Japan. Mm. Uh, but I think it actually released in the West first. Okay. Uh, it, it, like best case, it released, uh, it released first in the West because it was a really weird thing. Cause they like had this Tetris attack clone. They're like, this isn't going to sell well. And so they like put a Pokemon skin on it mm. and then it went better than it should have because it was during like the height of Pokemon mania in the nineties mm. back before people understood what a good video game was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you went by like you went by the box art like uh, that. Yeah. I mean that is a legitimate thing that happened. But oh yeah, mm-hmm. the reason you're here is there was a cool turtle at some point on a box. It actually oh my gosh no it is right it never released in Japan wow Japan it was released in Japan oh, as okay. Tetris Attack interesting that is absolutely wild to me mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. In, in all mm-hmm. retrospects that's crazy so there you go people if you want to play Pokemon <laughs> Puzzle League you can play it Hooray. next Thursday yeah or this, this Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday. It says, the, mm-hmm. it says it's coming out on the 15th. Yeah. So since this is a very, very full news week, the next piece yes. of news, brace yourselves <laughs> because this is a big one. What happened to like any Pokemon news like whatsoever? <laughs> like we used to have fun stuff that happened. And there's nothing here. I have no idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the next piece of news is as follows. On a semi-related note. The most recent episode of the anime in Japan had cameos from the Kalos Friends, the first member of the Puzzle League Elite Four, Richie, and the Legend of Thunder trio, Jimmy, Marina, and Vincent. That is Mm. it. 
Okay. Yeah. No, they did. No, it was actually really cute to like see it. I forget why. I think it was like during a battle because this was still in Japan. So like we're definitely like three, six months out before we can see it. But they like mm-hmm. had cameos of like everybody, which is really cool. And my favorite thing uh, I was reading on Twitter about when this happened, they just go, somebody goes, if this was any other anime, you would think that this would be the grand finale. But this is Pokemon. <laughs> so we all know it's not. What it is, yeah. is it's just like a it's like a little montage of like a bunch of people watching the battle happen because they're in the grand finals, mm-hmm. right? With the top eight in the big league throughout the world of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so this is like the semifinal match between, I believe, uh, Lance and Cynthia. Mm-hmm. And then it just like shows everybody watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would watch that. That sounds fun. Okay, the way they structure journeys is really great. I think it's done very well. And they, they should just keep doing the way they're doing it. I think they should just keep that format when they go to Scarlet and Violet. Though, it depends on what Scarlet and Violet's like. It might be something completely different and weird. Speaking of our current games, Sword and Shield, we have the Jump Magikarp competition. Amazing. It's a, it's a doubles <laughs> competition with teams consisting of only one Pokemon and a Magikarp. Uh, but you do get to bring a team of six to preview. So, but you got to bring Magikarp. Uh, <laughs> but you have to bring Magikarp. Yeah. And uh, all the legends are banned. Sorry. Uh, it runs through the 22nd through the 24th. So that is That's interesting. That's so strange. That's next week. Is it? No, not next weekend. It's the weekend after next. Yeah. I should play yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for it. Uh, I think I will too. I think that sounds really bizarre and kind of funny. It's so stupid. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you can make Magikarp work, actually. Yeah. Kind of. Is there, what's, what's the, uh, wait, wait, what's the jump, what's the prize? Do they have a prize? Uh, 50 BPs? Like, what's the participation prize? If, if it's 50 BP, I'm gonna be sad. What they should do is give away, like, a special magic card with, like, Thunderbolt or something. They stupid. should, but I don't think they will. I, I think I read this news on Cerebi the other day, and I think the prize was 50 BP. Let me check it. Is it really? Um, yeah. Let me probably. see, let me see. The jump Magikarp, yeah, 50 BP. Ah, uh, why do they make it so bad? I don't just know. Pokemon, hire me. I'll make it. I'll just make all of your special Pokemon. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, and it'll be fine. Oh wow! I, I just, I promise. Yeah. Speaking of exciting things, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, uh, next Sunday, the seventeenth. Is the Starly Community Day in Pokemon Go. It runs from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. your local time. And I forgot to look up what the bonus is, but it's just Starly Community Day. I mean, people like Starly, you know. Yeah, but like if you want a shiny Starly in home, you just play Legends Arceus for like 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. You just, you play the game for like 10 minutes and you you got it. Pretty much. (laughs) All right. So time for Puckle's Pokey Prediction, the part where we force content out of the news segment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk this week about the Switch's successor. That actually was a thing that was happening a lot online. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ended up just being a cool limited edition Splatoon OLED. Yeah. uh, Oh, is, oh, is that what it was? I wasn't yeah. following it. Yeah, I wasn't following it hard. I just saw it and I'm like, it's probably fake because it's fake every time they talk about it. When <laughs> when do you think the next Nintendo hardware releases? Will it be an iteration or a big step up? Mm. Oh, gosh. Probably I, not for a couple of years. Yeah. I don't think, like, if they are not pairing a new hardware with Breath of the Wild 2, 
they've pretty much given up on it. And they're going to do it, yeah. as Mark said, in like a year and a half, maybe probably if the yeah. production can be made to run smoothly, depending on the global situation. But that's just, yeah. you know, to prolong the lifespan of the Switch, not so much as, you know, the next new big thing, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, they're releasing, you know, Pokemon's one of their big, big titles on, mm. on the platform. And they're releasing this new generation pretty close to the end of probably of the cycle. They do and this so, all the time. Nobody yeah. realizes this, right? Like they do this. Pokemon does two things. One, they make sure that the console is established. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. two, they release it until the console is well dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you look at Pokemon, the original Pokemon didn't come out until the end of the Game Boy's life set. Yeah. Yep. Um, Pokemon Gold and Silver came way at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that didn't was Gen 3. Gen 3 came out, um, and it was just like, yeah, we needed the Pokemon game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen mm-hmm. 4, they waited for the DS to be established before they released Gen 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black and White and Black and White 2 came at right after the 3DS released. Very much after. They came out for the DS. Yeah. And then you had uh, X and Y. They waited for the 3DS to be established. It took two years after the 3DS's release. And then Sun and Moon came out at the end of the 3DS's lifespan. Right before the Switch came out. Yeah. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon came out the same same year the Switch came out. It did. So I think, you know, it'll, I think there, I think Wims is right. It'll probably be about a year and a half. And so we'll still be very much probably playing uh, Scarlet and Violet and then be like, oh yeah, this isn't even on the newest system anymore. I mean, it's, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a new system. I think it is going to be like the Switch Pro or some stuff like Just that. Just an updated Switch. Yeah, I do. I do think that because they have sold so many units and so many games that making something that is not completely backwards compatible would be shooting themselves in the foot at this point, in my mm. opinion. Absolutely. I don't think the Switch is going anywhere. I think, Mm-mm. honestly, they should just be going the way of cell phones anyway. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Mm-hmm. We can go to switch over to the trivia segment. So mm. let's go do that. Let's uh, go quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to the trivia. Thank you for that introduction. Without further ado, though, we've got some questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Our first one for this week is going to come from Ride on Rocks. We've had complaints about starters not staying on all fours by Pokedex <laughs> body shape. Which is the most recent starter line to be on all fours? Quadrupedal body shape. So the whole evolutionary body line. Shape. The okay. whole evolutionary line. The whole To one. stay on all fours. Okay. Does it have to start? What is the start? most recent one? Does it have to start on all fours? Yes. Uh, the whole yeah. evolutionary line has to be on all fours. I'm afraid it's Torterra. Hold on. I'm afraid it's Torterra. Is it Torterra? I think it's Torterra. We should check. 
Because Samurai okay. doesn't start on all fours. Right. Yeah. A lot of starters will be on two legs or like As their middle evolution out. will be on two legs. Exactly. And uh, uh, everyone in Gen... Uh, so, okay. So... Gen 5, definitely, there's a lot of standing up. There's a lot of standing... Like, okay. So, one is standing up at the beginning and two are standing up at the beginning and one is standing up at the end. So no. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's this, um, it's, it's weird because how do you, is, is Primarina on all fours? That's a is good Primar- question. That's and the question. answer is no, because it's based on body shape and the body okay. shape that Primarina cool, cool, would cool. have is something oh, else. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I shouldn't Incinerar, have helped you, but I'm glad I did. Incinerar stands <laughs> up and the Sidui is always on uh-huh. two feet. Right. And then Intellion stands up and, okay, so Rillaboom. Rillaboom, I don't uh, think counts as being on all no. four. So I think no, it's Torterra. because Torterra. the middle evolution is standing on two feet. Yeah, I think it's Torterra. It has to be. I think you're right. That's really sad to think about. Yeah, it is. But but that that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Torterra. Torterra is correct. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Gen it's four. depressing. This is this is a very valid complaint that Thatch has, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that it's been a very long time since we've had like proper, like quote unquote monsters be starters. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know what? I'm okay every single with one monsters. of your starters to be your friend. Yeah. But every mon it's okay to have monsters standing on two feet sometimes. But no, it's, no, that's really I, I think Blastoise is really cool. Like if you look at OG yeah. Pokemon, we definitely don't have stuff that's like that. Somebody mm-hmm. did a really good video on it recently, and I forget who it was. I'll have to mm-hmm. look at my YouTube history, where they talked about how Pokemon art has changed over the years. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And I think it it's was. It's actually uh, a really interesting yeah, yeah. watch. And he goes, he goes, this is why there's such a disconnect between yeah. like Gen, Gen 1ers and quotes and like other, and newer Pokemon fans. It's because the art direction's different. I think and it that's was. A, I mean, it's not neither bad nor good. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. different. I think it was yeah. Lost in a Noggin. But I don't know if they were on their no, channel. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't or, him. It was somebody it wasn't else. Him. Is this a, is this a smaller content? Yeah, this creator? is a smaller YouTube. Mm. Con- yeah, YouTuber, uh, yeah, I started following him. A while. I know who this is. I, I, I did agree. I watched those a while back, and yeah, it was very good. I might be thinking yeah. of another video then. Mm. It was very good. All right. So our next one is going to be from Polywo. Mm-hmm. Who is the only confirmed champion that does not battle the player with a full team of six? So this means somebody who was confirmed oh. to have been champion at some point. Oh. Oh. It may not necessarily be champion. Okay. Oh. Um, um. So older is a possibility because I don't remember if he actually challenges you as the champion or if it all gets like um, hijacked by the Team Plasma plot. Um, this is a hard one, actually. Yeah. Looking at it, yeah, this is I don't very, know because um, it's very open ended. Like anyone yes. who has we been could a we could start excluding people. So Blue well, has a team yeah. of six. Does Lance ever have a team of six? Uh, I don't. Well, okay, hold on. Maybe in later games? Because the the problem is a lot of them appear in, like, the World Tournament in Black and White 2. Right. So Right. Does that count? I don't think anyone has... So I, I, I never played that. I would imagine they don't have teams of six in that one. Have you ever played it? I haven't. No. Or I, I think I, I dipped into it at one point, but I never really okay. played it much. Because I know... Uh, so, um... 
Steve has a team of six. Cynthia has a team uh-huh. of six. Um, yep. I think uh, the two champions from Black and White. Wait, what about do- Mustard? Does Mustard have a team of six? Mustard was a champion. Yeah, he was a champion. Oh. That was like a thing. Mm. Does, I can't remember how, you, many, how many months he had on his team. I don't think he had six. But you battled him several times. I don't know if I ever did the final battle with him. Right. Are there any other characters that were champions at some point? Uh, like former champions? Because yeah. um, Diantha has a team think. of six. And, um, well, technically, there's no champion in Gen 7. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm gonna need an answer here, guys. Okay, I Man. I don't know. I think it's probably so. The way he phrased the question uh-huh. is like someone who we don't meet as a champion. So you might be right about Mustard, right. but I, I honestly don't remember if he has six in his team. At some I don't remember, but I I, um, I think we've excluded pretty much everyone else that we could think of. So. Yeah, unless maybe Lance, but yeah. okay. You want to just go with Mustard? Yeah, I, I, yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> mustard is super close, but oh. definitely not correct. Okay. Um, oh. The answer, Mustard actually does face you at six. Okay. Uh, okay. But the answer is Peony. Oh. Uh, because Peony used to be a champion. The only way you know this is if you look at the back of his rare league card. Okay. Um, and... When he faces you, he only has a team of five, which is a Berserker, Bronzong, Scissor, Agron, and Kaparaja. Okay. Okay. Yep. The more you know. Mm-hmm. The more you know. So you guys are one for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, though. So we're going to go okay. ahead, and we are going to read this one from G. McP. <laughs> oh. It's Moon Entry Reads. Once a year, this Pokemon molts, and its shed shell returns to the soil. This process recreates in rich soil, so farmers collect the shells. Who's that Pokemon? Is this um Oh, what's the mid- what's the evolution from uh Tyranitar? Pupitar? Pupitar. Is it Pupitar? Um so a lot of Pupitar's Pokedex entries have to do with the very weird fact that it jets itself around by expelling gas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it farts. It farts. Yeah. I'm not saying all of them are like that. But it is a ground rock type with a shell, so it would make a lot of sense. Right. Well, this one, I, this one sounds really familiar to me. Uh, I feel like I've read this one before. It is, it is a, it has to be a rock type, but it's something really weird. Okay, so um, other rock uh, types with a that shell shed. that yeah, that would be shed though, because mm, I don't know, I I would be okay answering Pupitar. And then if it's wrong, we just it's wrong. get another Pokedex entry. <laughs> then it's wrong. Um, okay. Do you want to just go with that then? Yeah. For, for the first I time? like the idea. Okay. Pupitar. Fart and Pupitar. Pupitar is incorrect. Mm. Okay. I think you're on the right track, though. Um, okay. It's silver entry reads, it's capable of blowing itself up. It uses this explosive force to jump from mountain to mountain. Oh, it's Golem. Oh. It's got to be Golem. Okay. That's Golem. I, I like that. <laughs> because if anything's blowing up and then shedding its shell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What Pokemon does every Nuzlocke hate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Golem. I like that. 
Golem is correct. Nice. You guys are two <laughs> for three. Your next question is your uh, multi-answer question, so you can get multiple points here, up to three. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is going to be from Batista, and this one is has six or uh, five answers? Yes, five. There are five answers, um, and it's going to test how well you play Gen 6. Hmm. Oh, boy. And uh, so there are five answers. I'll give you a point just for each answer because I don't think you could get all five. Okay. Okay. Um, this one is from Batista, though. And each form of cosplay Pikachu learns a unique <laughs> attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. What are they? Oh, oh man. I think I get two of these. I don't know that I could get all five. Oh, man. I have no experience in this. <laughs> mm. Uh, Whims, do you? No. But I think some of them we could figure out. Like the luchador Pikachu probably learns a fighting type move, right? That's true. That's true. Um, Um, So I don't know. So this is Gen 6, but I do think Fly Impress remained a lucha exclusive, but it might, might not have been because it's... It's a luchador, exactly like Holucha. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a good oh, idea. Also, I, I'm okay. Also, I'm okay with that. Uh, we we have the hint, and we can't cash it in. So that is true. That's true. Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I think all of these moves might have been considered uh, uh, signature moves. Probably not. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a steel type move that's very particular to uh, at least one evolutionary line especially on its introduction mm-hmm. um there's a uh, an ice type move a big big uh big uh, ice type move mm-hmm. physical um there mm-hmm. is uh there is a fighting type move mm-hmm. that uh it, it was a signature move but it is no longer a signature move because it get, got gave it to this pikachu mm-hmm. um okay uh there's a fairy type move that kumfei is known for mm-hmm. and there is a move that nobody uses because tapu koko exists <laughs> Okay, okay. I got this. So, okay. Um, the fairy type one is Draining Kiss. That is correct. Yeah, that yes. sounds right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, the move that nobody uses because Tapu Koko exists. Ha. Huh. It'd be like electric terrain, right? I, I, yes, it would probably be electric terrain because you don't electric need it. Electric terrain is correct. Okay. Uh, the fighting type one might at this point be Flying Press. Yeah, I think that's it right. It took the exclusivity away from Holucha when Oras came out. Right. So, yeah, Flying Press. That's good. That is correct, Flying Press. Uh, okay. The, that is three points for you guys. The other two were Meteor Bash okay. for the Rockstar oh. Pikachu um, and also Icicle Crash. Okay, cool. Uh, oh. for, I forget which one. Um, but I, I think it might were, have been the, the nerdy one. Maybe. The nerdy one, that's probably right. Yeah. That sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> that gives you guys uh, that gives you guys five for four and our next question is your base stat question as mm-hmm. always and we're gonna give it to you here uh we're gonna go with this one by charizard ace which pokemon with the moxie ability has the highest attack stat Ooh. Ooh. so oh, man. things that have moxie um crocodile so and gyarados and Heracross. Heracross. Yeah. And um, uh, who's it? Who else? 
Scrafty, I think, does. Oh, yeah, Scrafty does. But it's definitely not Scrafty. <laughs> no, 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 no. So wait, okay, of those, who has the highest attack? Hmm. Well, there's more than that, I guess, right? Probably. I can't. So if we can't think of them right off the top of our heads, either they're not very good even with Moxie, which means uh-huh. their attack set is probably not that great, or maybe it is great, but they have such an abysmal speed that even with Scarf, <laughs> they worthless. can't use Moxie properly. Right. Are there any like semi-legendaries or pseudo-legendaries that have it? Hmm... Because that'd be the only thing I could think of. Because I don't think there's any legendaries that get Moxie. I don't think so. And I can't think of a pseudo-legendary that has it either. Okay. Because that would be the only other, the only other one I could think mm-hmm, of. Is, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. category I could think of that would be potentially higher attack yeah. than, those, than that group we've already listed. So um, I, think, I think of the ones we listed off, uh, Gyarados... And Crocodile are the strongest? I don't know. I think... Because I, I think Heracross oh, and Gyarados are tied. Mm, mm. Heracross like is also there. in the 120s, there. if I remember. Yeah. I think Heracross is like 125. And I think they're both the same, if I remember looking at this. Mm, which would um, exclude them, because yeah, the answer the main, isn't a tie. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need so, an answer here, guys. Okay, okay, okay. Um... Pick one of them. I want to say. I want. I want to say, it should be Heracross because the attack stat it gets when it Mega evolves is so Ooh, absurd that yeah. And I think some of the points still go into like defenses and stuff. So uh-huh. maybe it starts like I don't know. Maybe Gyarados is one twenty four and Heracross is one twenty five or one thirty. I don't know. I I like Heracross. Yeah, I, you know I'm okay with Heracross too because yeah, I forgot about the Mega. Mm-mm, so mm-mm. that I don't know if that's even considered in this question. But no, it's not because it doesn't get the same ability when it's a Mega. But it goes up so <laughs> much higher than Gyarados that either they uh-huh. put like most of the hundred points in just that one stat. Or it started from slightly higher, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, unfortunately, Heracross is incorrect. Oh. oh. Uh, the answer is actually Salamence. Oh, wow. Well. With base 135. Huh? Uh, tied oh. for second place, though, it is a four-way tie hmm. between Pinsir, Gyarados, Heracross, and Honchkrow. Wow. With 125. Oh, and then Crocodile comes in right after that at 117. Okay. But you forgot Salamence got it. We did forget Salamence because it's... Yeah. Well, so it has another really good ability, so... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy yes, to it forget. Does. So that's five points for you guys today. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was, being, right. I was being mean and I just didn't care which question I asked you, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, so... That changes up our standings because it puts Mark on the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to list it all off for everybody at home. Sigma's in first place with 16 points. Tied for second, we have Sublime and Linian with 15. In fourth place, we have Seth Vila with 13. Whimsicott's in fifth with 12. Shark is in, Shark Finnegan is in sixth with eight. Claude Nine is in seventh with six. And Mark, you're in eighth with five. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. 
All right. So we're going to go ahead and we are going to uh, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Uh, so let's go do that after that short break. And we have another review this week from Supercat GX. Five stars. This is an amazing podcast for Pokemon fans. Love your show. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for that, Supercat GX. And if you'd like to have your review read on the show, make sure you send it in on iTunes or wherever else you listen to the show. Every review get we get helps. And Supercat GX is a superstar. But until then, we're going to kick it to the topic. And welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon that look cool but aren't good. It's pretty much the Pokemon we wish were good because they look really cool and we like them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you guys start because I know you guys have a lot. Uh, and I'm yeah. just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to list some things off that I go, man, I wish that were cool. I-, I will start off with the most recent and one of the worst offenders, Frostmoth. Oh, Frostmoth. Frostmoth is kind of true. I think the problem is like, Ice type is such a good offensive type that it can't be yeah. good defensively. Though to be fair, they could have made Frostmouth faster and just made it like a yeah. frail little buggy. Uh-huh. Exactly. And they decided they're like, yeah, no, let's make it sixty speed. Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 the entire thing. Like I saw it and I was like, ooh, Ice type Volcarona. It won't be uh-huh. as good, but it's still gonna be good. And then even with like two quiver dances, it gets outsped by everything. Yep. If they would have given it Volcarona speed, honestly, they would have given the same spe- stat distribution as they did to Volcarona. I think it would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, because the typing is so much worse. Yeah, it is. It is. It's so fragile. I hate it, uh, but I love it at the same time. That's a really good one. Yeah, um, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think if you give it honestly the uh, same stats, it would yeah. probably be okay. They definitely, they definitely gave it the shaft. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It even evolves from like one of the meme boys of the generation. Oh, uh, he's small. So it's like they engineered this Pokemon to be attractive. Yes. Like, oh, it's so cute. And then it evolves into something so cool. And then it sucks. And then it's garbage. Yeah. Such yes. a disappointment. My, the one of the ones that stood out to me quite a bit uh, that I wish was really much better was Zeb Strika. Yeah. Like, Dude. Okay. The zebra is cool, though. Zeb Strike is so cool. So cool. I want regional Zeb Strike that's electric fire type. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. It kind of already has it a little bit because it gets access to flame charge. Yeah. Yeah. And which is actually really cool because electric type Pokemon typically don't get good coverage. Mm-hmm. Zeb Strike got better coverage than usual. Yeah. 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 Zeb Strike is just cool and I, I miss it. And it's one of it's, it's one of like the 60 that are still missing. <laughs> Yeah. It's so sad. And because I think it was one of the, for me, it was one of my favorites from Gen 5. It also gets overheat, by the way. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It was so cool in Gen 5. Like, it was even cooler for me because in Italian, Flame Charge got translated as Nitro Charge. So it was like, ooh. (laughs) That's so cool. Why did we get the garbage move? Look, look, look. It's like the 1% of moves in Italian sounds cooler. The other 99% sound absolutely dumb and completely <laughs> garbage. So don't base your opinion of Italian names of moves on that one. That one is the exception, okay? Okay, I'm okay. What you're what you're assuming is that I just want the Italian names. No, I just want the cool Italian names. And I <laughs> I want I want like all of the cool names from every language and then we just push them all together. So you want like 95% Japanese, 1% Italian, 1% yes. German. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I think Steel Beam was something crazy in, in Japanese. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, let me look it up. I'm going to look it up because it, it'll tell me. Steel when, Beam. Uh, yeah, Steel Beam was like something crazy in Japanese. It was uh, yeah. in Bulbapedia. It takes forever. Here we go. It is translated in Japanese as the Beam of Steely Resolve. Wow. That's way cooler. So much cooler. Speaking of steel types, Alolan Sandslash could be good one day. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He could be cool one day. Alolan Sandshrew is so cute. Yeah. It is. And Alolan Sands, I like, I like the typing as well because it's just an unusual Mm-mm. typing, like combination. Yeah. I think it's unique to them still. I think you're right. Mm, yes. Yes. I, it's just cool. It, it's just cool. It made Sandslash a cool Pokemon. Like I never paid attention to like base Sandslash until mm. Alolan Sandslash came out. And I was just like, they're both cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both my boys. I mean, it's definitely like made it into like my list of favorite Pokemon because of Alolan Sandslash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just. I mean, the typing is horrible. The typing is horrible, and once again, ooh, it has an ability that like doubles its speed, but its speed yes. is still like sixty. So you yes. you're still not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, you're absolutely correct. You're you're not going anywhere. It's very slow. It is not a fast Pokemon by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I I think now with the way Rapid Spin works, if you combine Rapid Spin and Slush Rush, you might get somewhere, but you're going to die before you get anywhere because you have two quadruple weaknesses. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the base 65 speed is insane. Like It just really hampers it. And Mm -mm. I don't know, like... The only thing they did when they switched it from from regular Sandslash to Alolan Sandslash is they bumped up his attack stat by, like, 10 um, and his special defense by 10 by, like, taking some special attack out. And nobody cares. I mean, the special the special defense for reference went from a 55 to a 65. Yeah, it's still not going to do anything. Just put those in speed. Yeah, I, I would have much preferred those 20 points in speed. Like, if you went to base 85 speed with Alolan Sandslash, I think that yeah, would have that would made be it actually usable. That would have actually mm-hmm. been usable. I I had it in PDL season three, and literally every single week, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna bring it this week." And then I did the calc, and it just <laughs> undersped the thing that it was supposed to check. Yep. So if it had 85 speed, it would be even 80 would have been great. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Even 80 would have been great, but yeah, it's got like. Uh, it's weak to, yeah, it's got four quadruple weaknesses and then it's just normal weakness to ground. I guess that's the same number of weaknesses regular Sandslash has, but, uh, I mean, nobody's using regular Sandslash either, so. Sandslash doesn't have quadruple weaknesses. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, you guys got another one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Sawsbuck. Yeah. Speaking of Gen 5. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So beautiful. Such an interesting concept. And then it just sucks. It's just, yeah. Is yeah. that the only grass nor- uh, normal type mm-hmm. out there? Uh, well, Smoliv is now going to be grass. Smoliv. Oh, Smoliv. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come to, to be here soon. T- TBD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> TBD. It, to be eaten, um, most likely. But yeah, I really love Sawsbuck. Uh, when I when I did my playthrough of uh, Gen Five, that was I had a Sawsbuck on my team. And mm. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I mean, for playthroughs, it's fun. But oh, otherwise, yeah. yeah, like it is not good. No, it's not. No, <laughs> Sawsbuck not is real all. bad. It's like, oh, we're going to add the normal type to this. What does it do? Give it a fighting mm-hmm. weakness. Yeah, right. Just makes it weaker. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> On that note, Go-Goat, of course. Oh. I mean, I, I was wondering if you were going to say Go-Goat. 
Oh yeah, I mean it's so cool, but it's just like uh, and it has some mm-hmm. good decent move pool too. It like can do a lot of things, but Go-Go? it's just yeah. not good. The tier that Go-Go's in reminds me a lot of like the tier Electivire's in. Whereas it's like uh-huh. it's a really cool Pokemon and it's got this really cool monotype and it's got this really cool stuff going for it. But yeah. it's yeah. just not good. Um I've never actually looked into why Go-Go's not good. I'm gonna click on it right now and I'll tell you. Well, its speed is garbage. <laughs> exactly. I like that we're just, it's just always coming back to speed, right? Uh-huh. I mean, duh. Base 68, so it's better than Alolan Sandslash. But it's also like, they made it bulky by giving it a lot of HP. But no defense. But it's signature move is Horn Leech. So if right. you make it slow, but you give it good defense, like, okay, it's going to take, I don't know, 60% damage from a move, but then it's going to gain back a lot of that with Horn Leech. Instead, since it usually has more HP than the thing it's attacking, Hornleech uh-huh. does almost nothing for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hornleech is a very bad move. I mean, I think, not Hornleech, but I think it's really bad stat design for, like, mm-hmm. huge HP, low defenses. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a Chansey Blissey gimmick, right? Which, which is which is fine for Chipping Chansey Blissey, but putting it on Go-Goat is a travesty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a better on Tapu Bulu because Tapu Bulu also gets the terrain to exploit it properly. Yeah, it just yeah, its defense is sixty two, which doesn't do it any favors. Yeah, you did have a lot of Pokemon with those terrain moves in Gen Six that like that was yeah. supposed to be their gimmick, and then they realized mm-hmm. terrain was kind of poop. Uh huh. They realized they had to fix it by making it an ability, yeah. which they did. Um, the problem, in my opinion, is that they gave it to uh, what's it strong called? Pokemon. Yeah, strong Pokemon. That's the problem. Yeah, they gave it to the Tapus. Yeah, they gave it to legendaries. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the problem. Like, I think it's ba- a semi-balanced dish now with mm. uh, the way it is. Because I mean, Rillaboom has access to it. Pincurchin's got access to it. Yeah, Pincurchin. Yeah. And Didi. And then Misty Terrain is. Uh, yeah, and Didi's got Psychic Terrain. And then Misty Terrain is. I think, I think it's it's, on, it's wheezing. Yeah, right, right, wheezing. But it's also like. Even if you use the Tapus, okay, so you can change the terrain with Dynamax, Steel Roller mm-hmm. is a move, and, you know, there are ways around it more than there were in Gen 7, so. Yeah. I guess I've got to pick one now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, okay. Uh, so this might be, like, a hot take, because I don't know that anybody actually likes this Pokemon, but, like, I really wish, like, Aromatease, and maybe <gasps> to some extension, like, Slurpuff, but Slurpuff's okay. Yeah. It has, it has Slurpuff is fun. Uh, but yeah. like aroma teas, I wish was better. Not because I think like the design is cool, but I'm just like a big sucker for like, are you a are you a Pokemon that is a monotype that really embodies the type? Mm-hmm. And I think aroma teas really carries the fairy type essence, and it's a pure fairy type Pokemon. I think Slurpuff does a good job of that as well. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think aroma teas is just like very much like this is a fairy. Uh huh. Yeah. It's just not good. It's just it's just not. <laughs> and instead, the the role of good fairy type is taken by the fairy type that looks like a grass type florges <laughs> exactly uh yeah exactly florges is another one of the 60 that are missing by the way oh i miss it it's so cute it's coming back though it's coming back uh it's confirmed yeah, for I know. scarlet violet so like that's cool i'm very happy about that yeah i wish aromatease was just like a little bit better uh, you know it's it's funny you mention it because i don't think i ever think about aromatease like it just i don't think anybody does Never even consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only the only time I've thought about aromatis in the last few years is that okay, this might be slightly embarrassing, but uh at work 
my colleagues and my boss know that I'm into Pokemon. And at some point, I thought it was funny to show them a Pokemon that very much resembled a person who works in the same office. Because this person just, you know, shouts a lot on the phone all the time. And so it was like, you know what, what he reminds me of? And I showed them an explode. <laughs> and they were very, very amused. And they decided that I had to assign everyone a Pokemon at the office. Yes, well, that's good. Yeah, so this colleague from uh, the floor underneath ours came upstairs and was like, what are you guys doing? And we were like on a coffee break. And I was like, ooh, I'm assigning Pokemon to everyone. He was like, you simply must give me a Pokemon. And I'm like, okay, give me some hints. What do you like? And he's like, well, it has to be like pink and (laughs) yellow, maybe with some purple and be absolutely fabulous. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a rubber tease. That's a rubber tease. I've got it. I've got it. And he was like, yes, this perfect. This is exactly me. <laughs> Good. Aromatease. No, aromatease is just like yeah. straight up like fairy type to me. Because it, 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 okay, so like, Mm-mm. I guess the way to put it is Grim Snarl is definitely the design done better. But it's mm. it's a similar-ish design in terms of just like, it's a fairy because it's carrying around a bush or whatever it is. And I guess I, I guess I understand what you mean. Like, it's... I don't know. I just wish it was better because Slurpuff worked out okay, and then we did nothing yeah. with mm-hmm. Aromatease. Yeah, yeah. As you said, it hasn't. Uh, to be fair, it was like very early fairy type, and they didn't really know what they were doing with it, other than Moonblast was a move, and that Clefable was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like early fairy type was very awkward, but man, man, I just I remember doing my first playthrough of Pokemon X and Y, and that's still one of my favorite experiences of all time. Like, yeah. And I still love playing yeah. through those games. Everybody complains about the long distance between Gym 1 and Gym 2, but I love it because... I don't it's mind time. it. It's fine. I, I yeah. love it because what it makes me feel like more than any Pokemon game has since is that mm-hmm. I am on a Pokemon adventure. I don't know. Like, like There's part of me that wants to out, to live out the fantasy, and maybe they're trying to do this with different games, like have a different experience each time. But it le- really mm-hmm. lets me... It, it makes me feel like I'm living out the fantasy that we all had when we were watching the anime as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're just a Pokemon trainer out there on your own doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it feels like. I, I wanted filler yeah. episodes. I want filler episodes in my Pokemon. It's like, yeah, there's so much variety in that stretch between the first yes. and the second gym that it's like, yeah, it is about the Pokemon. Even though you do get like the plot in the castle with a little the dog bit, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's your filler episode. That's your filler episode. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. I remember the Snorlax episode from season one where they had to go get the hippie to play the pokey flute. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Man, I really got to make Puckle Saturday mornings happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> where we sit down in, in general and we just watch Pokemon anime together. Yeah. Yes. And then I throw in like as a random as... episode of Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> because old school Digimon's really good too, okay? Mm, mm, yeah. It wasn't bad. Not at all. All right. Uh, okay, well, let's get another Pokemon. We can do this one more time. We can go around one more time. Ooh, I have so many to choose from. Do it. Tell me. But Do it. Okay, I'll, I'll just go now, like, list off a few of them. And yeah. then you say if you want to talk about any of them in particular. So we have Vivian, Laurentis, Blossom, and Comfy. Laurentis. Laurentis. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Comfy, I think, is actually good, so I'm going to not even talk about it, because I think it's actually good. 
like Slurpuff, it has a niche. Uh, I think its niche is bigger than Slurpuffs, but that's a discussion mm-hmm. for another day. I Vivian, I wish was better, but it's just like we made Butterfree a little bit different. I don't know if it does much more. But it has such a cool gimmick. I had so much fun collecting them. No, collecting them is a lot of fun. I don't disagree with you. You said Lorantis. Lorantis got the shaft too, but a lot of Alolan Pokemon really did, honestly, because they're just like, all these Pokemon are on island time. What's a base stat above 60 doing here? And right. Like, which is just like, Gen 7, what are you doing? Go home. You're drunk. Yeah. But I think the worst offender here is Blossom. Yes. Oh, Blossom. It evolves from a very popular Gen 1 evolution line. It looks amazing. And it's like, if it only had a tiny bit more speed and one more coverage move, it would actually be decent. Yeah, I was going to say, its move pool is actually the thing I, the thing that's holding it back the most, in my opinion. Oh, it gets Quiver Dance? I didn't yeah. realize it that. It gets Quiver Dance. Dude, it gets Quiver Dance. Yeah. Oh, man. But it has no coverage. The only coverage move it really gets is Moonblast. Which is good, but it doesn't help you with, like, most of the typings yeah. that Grass already struggles against. Yeah. Because it doesn't help you with Steel and it doesn't help you with Fire. So yeah. if it got a more decent coverage move for any reason, you could actually try and use it. It, it would probably also need, like, 25 more speed base points. Mm. But, um, yeah. but as it is, as it is, it's just... It's really bad because even if you get like, okay, so you use Sleep Powder and you get two Quiver Dances up, you just need like one Steel type or one Fire type and you can stop Velossum completely. Yeah, Velossum really needs something. Like if it just got one move, I think it would Mm -mm. definitely make a difference. Like anything. Like if it got Thunderbolt, that'd be really cool, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. If it got, I mean, it gets Sludge Bomb, I guess. Yeah, but again, you're trying to take down a steel type. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to help that situation. Give it flamethrower, you know. <laughs> mm, uh, That'd be great. Yeah, just, mm. give, just give it, just give it flamethrower. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really like the moves that we got in Isle of Armor. I think they were a really good way to help compensate for a lot of things like this. Uh huh. Yeah. Personally, I don't think the moves from Isle of Armor are making it into Scarlet and Violet. Just, like, I think they will call mm. those moves from Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I don't know. I That's an interesting take. I'm holding all judgment. Because of the way they treat those moves, uh, specifically, that they see them as, like, extra things that are just for the Isle of Armor, and that they just mm. won't make it into future Pokemon games. But I could be wrong, and I would love to be wrong. Because yeah. I think Flip Turn is a really cool move, but they were very yes. limited in how they distributed those. And that's I mean, fine. It's good because if, like, it's a good move. With the exception of Grassy Glide, they gave it to everything that shouldn't have it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the, Mostly the number of things that have Grassy Glide. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, Grassy Glide is absurd. Like, the distribution is actually crazy how many people get mm, it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. And I think the only non-grass types that get it are, uh, I think, Surfetched. Uh, Mew, mm-hmm. technically, because Mew gets everything. Mm. Also, uh... Also double. Yeah. Uh, And it's, like, weird that, like, I know they couldn't give it to him because it's, like, he's already too good, but Cinderace should have gotten it conceptually because, you know, it's it's a soccer tackle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been so bad, though. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it could have set its own grassy terrain with Libero, yes. Libero, oh my gosh. Yeah, it would have been awful, and I'm really glad they didn't give it to him. Nobody would ever run Rillaboom again. Yeah. Right? (laughs) They would just run Cinderace. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, So. Do you have, yeah, you go, Mark, you go. Tell us some of, tell tell us some of them that we didn't get to. So I feel like we were talking before, like, bugs. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good bugs. There's a lot of that bugs. just don't make it. Like, I really love Parasect as Ooh. a concept and as a design and everything. And God, it is garbage. It is just not good. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Parasect is awful. But it is so cool. And it is very, very angry at being garbage, as exemplified in Legends Arceus. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a very angry boy. Yes. Oh my. I think I think it got its moment in Legends Arceus. I have to say, the Paris and Parasect got its moment in in Legends Arceus. Yeah. That's true. It all of a sudden became super aggressive. Yeah, like it's just incredibly aggressive. Why is it so aggressive? It's so funny. <laughs> because it it's mad because it sucks. <laughs> it's just so angry all the time. Think about where you see it. It's in grassy, sunny places. If it has dry skin, it's probably hurting. That's why it's so mad. <laughs> it just hates its life. It's so sad. Mm-mm. Very. It's, it's just very upset all the time. All right, that. What do you got? Uh, I don't know what I have. Uh, in all honesty, I took like there. We talked about all of the things that I really, really am upset about. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Zivstrika, Ice types just not being good. Because like I, I mean, mm-hmm. if we want to do like a very typical. Evolution, like I think Glaceon and Leafeon. Yeah, Glaceon is not good. I, I don't care so much about Leafeon because I think Leafeon's more usable than Glaceon. Fair. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Glaceon. I think Glaceon is probably the worst Evolution. Mm, yes. I think Flareon is better than than Glaceon. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Uh, probably. <laughs> I I'm just I was so excited because I'm like, cool, we get this really cool Ice type Evolution, and then it's garbage. And you want to know why? Because it's the same story that we talk about all the time. Its speed is like base 60. It got the base 65 speed. Mm-mm. And there's the problem. Base 65 speed mm-hmm. Pokemon, they're always bad. Uh-huh. It's also mono ice, so like that didn't help either. Yeah. I mean, Flareon isn't exactly fast, but at least with guts, it can kill something before dying. It can do something. The problem is... It's also fire type, and fire at least got the buff with fairy type that it won't resist it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's a super common type. And some of the other more common types, like grass, those are resisted. Glaceon resists nothing but other ice types. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's the biggest problem, right? Is Mm-mm. that ice really just needs, like, one more resist. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that ice doesn't resist water. Same. Uh, right. I, I'm surprised by that, and I, I wish it would. Like, Water is that. such a good type, it could afford to be resisted It could by afford items. to be resisted by something else, right? Mm-mm. Like, I think the only thing that resists water is grass and dragon. Grass, water, right. and dragon. Yeah, yeah, grass, water, and dragon. Yeah, I think it could stand to, like, be resistant to ice, or ice could resist yeah. it. Yeah, it's not, like, a widely distributed type, so... Yeah, so I think I think that's definitely yeah. something that could happen. I mean, that's, that's, like, a step in the right direction. It's definitely not the direction to go, though. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. The Glaceon not having things makes me sad. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to stop. We got to a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. If you have any Pokemon that you think should be good, you wish were good, send them in to us at uh, PucklePodcast.gmail.com next week, and we'll probably read it on the show. But with that, let's kick everything on over to our Pokemon 
of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 38, Ninetales, the Fox Pokemon. Since we're looking at Alolan Ninetales, I'm going to read off its Pokedex entry from Legends Arceus. Dwells on sacred peaks, perpetually covered in snow. Said to appear to virtuous people who have lost their way on mountain paths. It then guides them back down to the mountain's base. Only in Ultrasun, it says the reason it guides people all the way down to the mountain's base is that it wants them to hurry up and leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Please get off my mountain. Exactly. All right. So Alolan Ninetales is the Pokemon of the episode. It's good. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, You know how we were talking about speeds being bad? This one's not. It's base 100. <laughs> uh, 109, actually. Base 109. I was looking at regular nine tails. Base 109. We bumped it up nine points, which is actually really good. It's really good. It speed ties with Cartana. Yes. And it's got, uh, you know, 73 HP. Its attack is 67, which is a little bit lower than base, which is fine because it's a low in nine tails. You're never using that stat. Never. Uh, base defense of 75. Doesn't really matter because you'll probably die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then base special attack of 81 that's okay i don't actually know where they took anything out yet other than the attack stat um and then special defense is 100 oh they just took nine points out of attack that's all they did never mind yep. that's what happened and they just shifted it that's the only adjustment they made cool for them mm-hmm. yeah good adjustment though very very good excellent adjustment actually i mean with the combination between ice and fairy is one defensively pretty poor Mm-hmm. Yeah, but offensively, very great. Yes. It, so it's uh, it does great. Not to mention it can set its own hail with snow warding. Uh huh. And use Aurora Veil. And use Aurora Veil, which requires hail to be up. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Uh, which makes everybody want to run in a little nine tails just because you get to do dual screens immediately. Yep. So that's great. It's really, really good. Yes. So on that note, let's uh, let's get into this team. We got a BSS team. Again, following Spike Muth Cup rules, so you could use it against us in the Summer League. Yeah. So I'll let uh, Whimsicott kick it off with the Alolan Ninetales. Yes, because of course I decided that I had to take the prettiest Pokemon ever for myself. Alolan Ninetales is, of course, with the ability Snow Warning, holding a choice specs. The EVs are 52 HP, 252 special attack, 204 speed with a timid nature... And the attacks are Blizzard, Freeze Dry, Moonblast, and Dark Pulse. Because it's decent coverage, and sometimes your Wincon might be that flinch. Uh, well, it's just good coverage, I think, more than the flinch, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's all you have. <laughs> and Alolan Ninetales is fast. Yes. And then, uh, since Alolan Ninetales has a ton of trouble with Steel-type attacks, why not have a friend that resists him four times? Magnuson, with an assault vest, the ability analytic, because you're not running speed on this one, it has max HP, max special attack, and four defense with a modest nature, and it's running Volt Switch, Thunderbolt, Flash Cannon, and Body Press. I love Body Press on these, like, defensive Pokemon, like, you always forget that they have it, and they're amazing. I just love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for those of you at home who aren't familiar with analytics, since I think it's only running like something like two or three Pokemon, mm-hmm. analytic is uh, 
is a move that what if it a move goes after the opponent, the power of the move is increased by thirty percent. Exactly, and the reason you you don't remember it is that one of the Pokemon that has it and is decent is so fast that it never comes into play because it's Starmie. Oh yes, uh, another one is Porygon Z, who's actually got like a base ninety as well. So like, so I, I think the the best user of this ability is Magnezone because it has good special attack. It's slow and it's decently bulky enough that if you don't attack it with a ground type move, it's gonna leave and attack you back. So yes. And then we've got uh, we've got some BSS staples. We've got Urshifu, the Rapid Strike form, with holding a Choice Scarf, ability Unseen Fist, so you can't protect yourself. It's got 252 attack, four special defense, 252 speed. It's got a Jolly Nature. Um, its attacks are Surging Strikes, Close Combat, Poison Jab, and U-Turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is pretty standard fare for Urshifu Rapid Strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just very good in BSS. I really like Urshifu. It's just very good, period. Uh, I think Single Strike's better outside of BSS, but in BSS, I like Rapid Strike a lot more. Yeah, but like both of the Urshifu are just scary. Yeah, no, they're crafted very well. Mm. I really like Urshifu as a Pokemon. And I really kind of like what they did this gen, where they kind of just got rid of mythicals. Because, mm. like, Urshifu is definitely supposed to have been, like, a mythical-type deal. Yeah. Right? Because the only mythical we got this gen was Zerud. And I'm so happy that's the only one we ever got. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, yeah. If they all had to be like Zerud, uh, good riddance. Yeah. Well, because you, we've been getting these mythical Pokemon without, like, any story. And then we get Mm-mm. we get both Calyrex and Urshifu. Yeah. Slash Kubfu. Yeah. And they had great stories. And they're, it's just amazing. Amazing. I love that. Uh, and you understand and you like these Pokemon. And you're just like, wow, this is the way mythical Pokemon should be done. Yeah. Because that's what, kind of what they had them do. They just had them replace mythicals because it fixed a lot of problems. One, because we can never use mythicals in official battles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that fixed that. And then two, the stories were just good. Yeah. Right. Uh, but all right. Enough about me complaining about Pokemon and how they messed mm-hmm. up. <laughs> <laughs> or how they, they actually made things better. They actually made things better. Like, this is one of the great things Pokemon did. Mm-mm. Uh, Toxapex is also on this team because we were only going to use unused Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's holding Black Sludge. It's got Regenerator, 252 HP, two, 228 defense, and 28 speed. That's probably to outspeed something very specific. Mm. Bold Nature. It's got Scald, Recover, Toxic, and Baneful Bunker. This is so standard Toxapex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. But it's good stall if you need it to. This entire team says, I want to be bulky and like come in and hit you hard to clean up. Yeah. Right. That like That's what this whole team is. It's like, I want to come in and be bulky, and then I'm going to clean up. Yeah. Speaking of which, next is Corviknight with a Rocky Helmet. Got that mirror armor action going on with the ability. Uh, Impish Nature, uh, Body Press, Iron Defense, Roost, and U-Turn. Woo. So all about that bulk Mm-mm. and uh, just being out there to do damage. Yeah, That's one of my favorite sets. The only thing it does badly against is like any ghost type. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Body Press is so much fun. And then Iron Defense with that is just uh, beautiful. Yes. It makes it even better. You can't even touch me. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then finally, last and definitely not least, we have Garchomp with a Lumberry. I got that rough skin, of course. 252 attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. Jolly Nature got Earthquake, Scale Shot, Stone Edge, and Sword Stance. Always a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. All right. Well, that's the team this week, guys. If you're a patron and you want to pick it up, we'll be giving out all the shiny versions of each of these Pokemon, with the exception, I believe, Urshifu. Yeah. Right. Because his shiny doesn't exist in the game. 
as far as we're aware. Mm-mm. And so you won't get that, but you'll just get the Urshifu itself. But if you want to go ahead and uh, subscribe to our Patreon at the $10 tier or above, you can get that. If not, you could use this team. It's uh, I believe it's in the rental teams right now for Summer League. Mm. Yeah. So go ahead. Use it. Have fun. Use it against me. Yeah, use it against me. I don't care. I mean, I guess I'm fire, so like Nine Tails might not be the best, but I think the Urshifu Rapid Strength makes up for that. You have Urshifu and Toxapex, so... Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. So, on that note, though, guys, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send in emails to the Puckle Podcast at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We'll probably read them on the show. We typically have a prompt for you. Uh, last week, we asked you guys if you thought we might see starter revolutions uh, sooner or later, or honestly, pre-release, but I doubt we will. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what you guys think. And I think you guys actually had just some responses to Seth and I like nerding out over Pokemon TCG. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and jump into some of these emails so our first one this week oh wait before i forget though this segment as always as we're contractually obligated to mention is sponsored by the energy drink green tauros the energy drink that gives you hooves hooves and as always we'll give the green tauros badge out to somebody who uh who really really got the conversation going so let's go ahead and get this first one over from bear mm-hmm to tell you park crew Bear again. Good that university education is free in Europe. It's always scary to hear what you guys have to go through just to get some higher level education. This is probably just in response to the scholarship money for playing Pokemon. Yeah, it's not entirely free, but mostly. It seems like Americans play Pokemon in order to go to university and get a job. <laughs> I no, that's, that's not why people do it. Because most of the people that are winning the events... <laughs> are already in university and are just playing Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Well, Europeans go to university in order to play Pokemon instead of getting a job. Totally not talking about myself here. I feel that. <laughs> to the question, <laughs> I would prefer not to see the final evils. I like to be as surprised and as uninformed as possible until the games come out. Yeah, high five my fellow European. This gen, however, really has me hyped, and I cannot wait for more official trailers. No, don't betray me. Now to my speculation. Fuecoco will most likely and sadly be Fire Ghost, which would be a repeat after Hizuian Typhlosion. I believe in that type combination because it has a skull-like marking on its face, reminiscent of the Dia de los Muertos tradition from Mexico. And it looks like a hot pepper. Well, and, you know, the ghost pepper exists, so another hint towards that. Yeah, that's the thing that worries me the most, because it's like, this could have been our grass fire type, but they're not going to do it. It's going to be fire. Yeah, yeah I, I want jalapeno back. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's just going to be it, like, he's going to be jalapeno, but yeah. he's, but he's going to be a fire ghost type. And it's going to make me sad. It's so sad. For those of you who don't know, jalapeno is the absolutely amazing fire grass jalapeno Pokemon that we designed way back in 2016 at Nationals. I still have the picture of it. I'll I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out on Monday when we release the episode. You have the picture. I have I have the picture of the picture in my phone. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take a picture and put it on Twitter and social media. 
It was so good. I was so proud of that. Yeah, I have a lot of those. I have like everybody's from that day. From that day. I bet. Uh, anyway, design-wise, I would either like it to become super long, like a pepperoni with tiny arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. yes. And on all fours, or a super chunky boy that looks more like a habanero pepper. Another potential type that the one I would love to see is firegrass. Yes! yes. In my honest opinion, it would be wasted potential times 10 to not give a Pokemon inspired by hot pepper the firegrass type. This right? guy has already won the green Taurus badge. Yes! I'm saying it's it so right true, now. It's so true, though. It's so true. <laughs> like, it's so true. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Anyway, next up, Sprigatito. Cross Fairy comes to mind. Sprigatito's pretty cute and fairy typing complements that. I can see a Sabertooth cat inspired design or something elegant along the lines of Leopard. Leopard is the best cat design we have in Pokemon. I really hope Pokemon doesn't give Sprigatito the furry treatment. We all have seen the fan art. They will. They will, and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. yeah. Everything's going to be bipedal at the end. Can't have another Torterra mm-hmm. where they just stay on all fours. I would love a Lipoard, yeah. though. I would love, like, yeah. a Lipoard-looking one. Like, give yeah. me a jungle cat. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like a leopard, like an actual leopard. Yeah. yeah like, just- Sabertooth Tiger. Like, Sabertooth Tiger all the way. Just, like, give it Sabertooth yeah. fangs and, like, really get into that monster aesthetic. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah. But, you know, you have to high-five your starter before you go to the Elite Four anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Bears is if we go the Sabertooth cat route, I would be really happy with Grass Ground or Grass Rock, as those are readily used type combinations. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I like Grass Rock. Grass Rock is only Cradily. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to get any of those. No, we won't. No. It'll be Grass Fairy for sure. It's going to be Grass Fairy and it's going to be Bipedal. No, I don't think it's going to be Grass Fairy. You don't think because, so? Because um, the description for Sprigatito is that it's very capricious. I think it's going to go grass dark. Uh, oh, it's just going to be a sucks. wrestler. It's going to be heel wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the description is that it's spoiled and capricious. And, you know, I think it's going to be a dark type. They say that about, like, all the the cat Pokemon, though. Mm. That's, like, a pretty common And then, look, one of them became a heel wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Alolan Meowth was a dark type. I really don't want it to be a dark type, but I'm afraid that's what we're getting. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I see that as a... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to the email. Lastly, we have Quaxley. I really have no idea where this Pokemon goes. Will it turn into the fancy direction, like Primarina, due to its smug demeanor? Or will it turn into Surfetched 2.0? I hope for the latter. It's also the one Pokemon where I can accept it becoming more human-like. Probably because I am conditioned by Disney to accept anthropomorphic <laughs> dogs. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Hmm. The more I think about it, the more I like the idea of a duck swordsman. Stage 3 Quaxley could then conjure up a water blade and it has like an overall noble appearance. Yeah, I can get behind that. For the typing, I can see it become water fighting or water steel. Ooh. I'd be okay with another water steel type. I'd be okay. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, but let's not do Surfetch 2.0. Like, mm, he already yeah. exists. He's there. Yeah. Surfetched is Surfetched. Let him be special for at least a little while. 
Yeah. Gotta pick up my wife now from work. All the best, Bear. Ah, oh, this was a good one. That was a good one. All right, this next one is going to come from Big Cat Bruce. Big Cat Bruce. Hello, Puckle friends. I hope you're doing well. I am, thank you. Uh, my first draft of this email was all doom, gloom, and vile plume about how we start revolutions because Sword and Shield, BDSP, and PLA had minimal news and no start evolution reveals until they were sold gangbusters. All three Pokemon games on Switch plus Let's Go are in the top 15 most copies sold according to March 31st earnings report. However, I choose to believe that the high sales numbers for these games is the reason we will see starter evolutions plus more. Each of these games had a major hook and reason why they sold so well. Let's Go was the first Pokemon game on the Switch. Switch was the first main series game. BSP was the Gen 4 remakes people wanted, or at least hoped for. And PLA was a refreshing take on Pokemon formula. I believe that uh, since Gen 9 does not have these inherent intangibles... They will need to showcase in the game more than Gen 8's marketing strategy to build up hype as we get closer to the release. We don't even have a region name, by the way, which is still fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah. Somebody came up with a really good theory about that, though, the other day. That it has a different name in each version? Yes, possibly. Because if like it goes into the past, into the future thing real hard, which I don't think it will. No, I don't think so either. I don't think it will, no. but it might just have two different region names, though. Because what if you like the gimmick is like, I don't know, you could do the thing like they did in Breath of the Wild, where it's just like, here's the time stone. And mm. then the the environment changes or something. Mm. Mm. I think it's more of a thematic thing. Yeah, I agree. Than with an you. Actual I agree. Thing. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. Because you clearly see the same level of technology in both versions. In the trailer. What if it's like a dispute about what to call the region because they want to go back to their roots and they want to use the old name and another group wants to use the new name? I think actually slightly different theory is that so you know that the crest of the school seems to differ between the two versions? Yes. Mm. And what if it has a different name because the ruler of the region is different in the two timelines? Mm, maybe i don't know i think this is too much i at this point until we get more <laughs> yeah. information we're basing this off of like four minutes of footage fair fair, right. fair right but still also nintendo as a company has large games still to be released including xenoblade chronicles and splatoon while i know that pokemon may not be a first party franchise i'm hoping that we get closer to launch we'll be inundated with all the information we need so while I may be inhaling some strong copium, <laughs> I chose to be positive about the information release for Gen 9 because if I just continue to be negative and starve for information, I'll be less excited for news and trailers. I don't think there's anything to be negative about for uh, honestly, no. like looking at it, it actually looks wonderful like so far. Yeah, I have very few complaints. One, the game actually looks really good, like graphically, mm -hmm. like it looks fantastic. Maybe there's Maybe? like some minor issues, but I I think it's more that Pokemon games have historically always pushed the limits of the consoles they're on, and I could just see that being the case. Mm. Like it's the Switch's fault; it's not Pokemon's fault. That's why you get your two FPS, you know, Star Raptor in PLA. Um, agree to disagree on that. I I think that's the Switch's fault more than PLA's fault. Well. I have pretty low standards for uh, for graphics, so it does, I don't care either way. I think most of us do. We're Nintendo fans, right? So, yeah. Mm -mm. 
Definitely. Yeah. On a side note, your discussion of teaching children about Pokemon hit home with me. Whenever my 10-month-old son is awake at 3 a.m. and I'm rocking him back to sleep, I'll educate him on the VGC oh, please and TGC lore, inform him of recent leaks and rumors for Gen 9, or discuss out loud the flowchart for my upcoming Draft League match. It puts him to sleep pretty consistently, yep. which I choose to believe means he finds it soothing and not incredibly boring. Thank you for all the time you dedicate to this podcast every week, and fingers crossed we get a new trailer soon. That's hilarious. Big Cat Bruce. I love it. Dang. Oh, this God. is already it. two Green Taurus badges. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see if the third person gets it as well. All right. This one is from Gigasaurus Games. Hello, Puckle Crew. The episode this week was really interesting, so I thought I would write in and give my thoughts. Going to the Pokemon tournaments in person sounds really fun. Thatch and Seth did a really good job of making it sound extremely enjoyable. Well, it was. That's why. <laughs> to be honest, I would actually think about going. But the reality for me is that my fun convention budget is largely absorbed by Gen Con already. My game budget devoted to buying literally more board games I can actually get a chance to play. And I actually found the discussion about Pokemon being a cheap game really interesting. Uh, the prices being quoted actually didn't sound too bad for the type of game a t the TCG is. However, that effect, the fact that a card could be in the $40 range means that a single card ends up close to the cost of an entire board game. I mean, that mm, that's fair. true, but you also don't need that $40 card to actually be competitive. Like, mm. I do have a deck that runs like the expensive cards, but I have another deck that I think does just as well, almost, that cost mm. me maybe like $30 to build the whole thing. <laughs> mm. It really just depends on what you want to win, what you want to play and stuff. And I mean, you can always crack packs and gamble on it, I guess. But that said, it, that might just mean that the board game and video games are extremely cheap hobby compared to many. Video games are actually incredibly undervalued, in my opinion. Mm. You think so? Like, the fact that we've had $60 video games for so long is amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, they are expensive up front, but then you think about how many hours yes, of enjoyment exactly. you get out of them, and you confront them with, like, a movie theater ticket. Yes. And it's, yeah. like, crazy. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. They, I will say, though, the people I know, I don't buy video games a lot, but a lot of this, I have friends who do. Like, they, mm -hmm. they buy new releases pretty regularly, and mm -hmm. it really does add up quickly, especially with oh, the yeah. replay value some of those games have. Yes. Like, I think I think mm -hmm. it's a little bit different when you're talking about just video games in general. I, I agree. That said, I might just be that board games and video games are extremely cheap pop compared to many, which I've had a friend post to me before. His argument was something along the lines of, the total cost of games that I'm going to buy in a year is probably less than 1% of my entire budget, which actually probably applies to the Pokemon TCG as well, which is pretty interesting. As for the starter po evolutions, I'm generally uncreative, but here are my thoughts. Quaxley will probably evolve into something involving a boat or a naval captain, given the history of the Spanish Armada. Maybe it'll take <laughs> after Empoleon? Mm. Fue Coco which is the one I'm probably going to use be generally because I like fire types, will probably end up on all fours like a monstrous crocodilian, which I'm sure is a lazy hypothesis, but that's what I'm guessing. I would like that. That would be cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I want a starter that when I go to the finals, I can't high-five it. That's what I want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spurgatito, I have no idea. I'm going to be optimistic and guess it will stay on all fours because it's so similar to Litten that I don't think the designers want to come across as uncreative. By having it follow the same evolutionary design track, I would like to point <coughs> out three firefighting types yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah, like, right. We had three firefighting type Pokemon in a row, and the third one was definitely the most uncreative of all of them. Yeah. 
That's all I've got to say for this week. Thank you for all your hard work to create such an enjoyable show. Aww. And good luck on any Pokemon tournament run you all do. Gigasaurus oh. games. Speaking of which, I've got one tonight. I signed up for one tonight. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I just keep signing up for all these free tournaments to see if I'm good at Pokemon no, TCG. And I'm learning I'm not. Fun. <laughs> that. That's I'm going awesome. to. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. I might stream it tonight. We'll find out. We'll know by the time the show came out if I did or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will just close this out by saying that my cat is on level four, but I can still high five him. Because when he wants to be petted, he just puts his little paw up. Oh, that's true. Oh. That's true. I'm okay with that. So that's the kind of high five <laughs> I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it. Green Taurus badge. I think we just give out two. One to bar, one, or bear. One to bear and mm-hmm. one to uh, Big Cat Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, Big yeah, Cat. Yeah, I couldn't choose between them. Like, all the emails were good, but they both made us laugh so much. They were so. great. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can grab those. Uh, next week, if you want to email us, like I said, let us know a Pokemon that you think should be better than it is because you wish it was. <laughs> yeah. At PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, though, guys, if you want to keep up with us, most importantly, come and hang out with us at Discord at the PuckleDiscord.com, at PuckleDiscord.com, not the, at PuckleDiscord.com. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you go ahead and follow us over at YouTube, YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. Come watch me and Seth stream on Monday nights. Uh, We're going to stream competitive Pokemon stuff, probably TCG again this week, because I'm just in a groove with it right now. Though I have been considering doing some VGC that night. You can definitely come and check that out on Monday over at twitch.tv slash Podcast. I've also decided I'm going to start streaming again on Thursdays as well. I did it this past week. So if you want to come over there, that's going to be more of a general stream. I do usually put a vote in the Discord about what you guys want, want to do that night. And uh, Pokemon TCG won out again. I'm going to take that off the roster, though, if we do it on Monday. And you guys can choose between like Nuzlocke and some other fun stuff. Also, make sure you check out Puckle Plus, and if you want to support the show, make sure you go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast and get into the proper tier for the things you want. And we appreciate everybody who supports the show, but most importantly, I appreciate all of you who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the Flossiest Whimsicott. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang. And it's closing time.